This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Tuesday. I hope your day is treating you well. Today, we are continuing our parenting series covering type six and what to keep in mind when it comes to parenting as your type. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is that my mom, my brother, and my best friend all tried to convince me to buy a hard-boiled egg maker, and I resisted, but I finally did it. And the one that I got has an omelet maker too. And listen, I was not hopeful when I made myself an omelet for lunch today, but friends, it was so good. Um, It's really more like a steamed egg frittata, let's be honest, but I put in a bit of cheese, chives, and sriracha, and then just steamed it for like 10 minutes and it is so good. The machine sings when it done when it's done. And I had that with some cara cara oranges for lunch, and I am just pleased. My thorn is that I am trying out anxiety medicine for the first time. I have not been quiet about my anxiety journey over here, but I've never taken medicine for it. Um, and I talked to my doctor this past week, and we, you know, we thought, you know, we might as well try. I took my first pill yesterday and my second pill this morning and y'all it made me very dizzy and nauseous um both times for i mean it lasted for about two hours i'm generally just like very sensitive to medicine so i'm not shocked that i experienced like all of the side effects (laughs) that's pretty typical um but i did note that it it kind of went away about after two hours so i think what i'm gonna do is take it twice a day. So I'm supposed to take it twice a day. I'm going to take it first thing in the morning, um, which I did this morning. So I took it around like 6.20 this morning. So then the effects had worn off by like 8.30, which is way before I go to work or have anything I have to really do. Um, And then at night, I'll take it before I go to bed so I can kind of sleep through those effects as well. Now, my bud is I'm going to make a little medicine tracker in my bullet journal just to keep track of not only the side effects, but also just the impact on my anxiety symptoms, just to know if it's working or not. So for the next month, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do like a 30-day little tracker, and I'm excited not only, you know, to see the progress, but also just to make the spread, if I'm honest. Okay, so if you are new to this series, there's a quick refresher we gotta do. For each type, we'll do a brief overview of the Enneagram type, strengths in parenting, areas to watch out for, and tips for an easier time. 
Now, I will be heavily referencing the book Know Your Parenting Personality by Janet Levine for this series. However, her book does go much more in depth and doesn't include all of my additional commentary. Um, So if you want to check that out, I'll make sure to link that in the show notes for you. So today we are discussing Enneagram Type 6. As a reminder, Enneagram 6s are the loyalist of the Enneagram. They are motivated by safety and security, and they fear being without support. Now, the message they've received is that the world is unsafe and unpredictable, so you must find certainty. Now, I'm going to share strengths and things to look out for, but before I do, I want to be clear that these are levels of health, so they're kind of both ends of the same spectrum, like used to an extreme, it can be a negative thing, but used moderately and appropriately, they're actually your strengths. So it's not that you're good or you're bad or you're a healthy type or you're an unhealthy type, it's just how you're using the skills that you've been given. If you're using them too much at the wrong time, it doesn't work. (laughs) But if you're using them moderately and intentionally, these are your greatest strengths. So let's get into it. Strengths is apparent for type six. Type six parents are loyal and supportive. They stick to the plan. You know, they're not going to change plans on you last minute. They tend to be responsible. They look out for the underdog, which oftentimes is their children. They tend to be rational. They're great troubleshooters. You know, they keep you safe. They look out for you. They are prepared. These are the parents who have the sunscreen. They know what's coming up next. You you get to just be a kid because they're taking care of all the details. Um, And in the same way, they tend to be stable. They have a solid retirement plan. They're not going to leave you in debt for the most part. Um, You know, they want to have a stable life. So you have a stable life. And therefore, um, they have a better, typically, uh, you know, they're taken care of into retirement. This, of course, is not all sixes, but this is, you know, on the high side when using your skills well, these are the things type six parents are going to offer you. Things to look out for. They tend to be fearful. They tend to scan for danger. They may be doubtful of themselves and others. They may have a strong, healthy cynicism to them, sometimes unhealthy cynicism. They may lack belief in possibilities. You know, if you come to them with an unfleshed out plan, they may not be your biggest supporter. They may want evidence that it's going to work out. So you're going to want to go to, you know, someone like a type seven or a type three in those moments where you're looking for just your dreams to be supported. They may struggle to see your vision if it's not rooted in security. You know, they might, if you're like, hey, I want to drop out of school and travel full time, that's going to be oftentimes a hard pill for a type six parent to swallow. More on that soon. So how do we work with this information to do less harm to ourselves and to our littles? First, we need to talk about the variety here. So we'll get more into this in tomorrow's Q&A episode as well, but sixes have very distinct subtypes. There's a phobic six, which tends to run away from things they fear, and a counterphobic six, which runs toward things they fear. Now, as you can imagine, this will likely change their parenting style dramatically. Consider even the strengths and growth areas listed earlier, like the countertype for six may not experience some of those things and may have some of the struggles and strengths of an Enneagram 8. Now, I will say that this is true for all counter types of any type. If you know yourself to be a counter type, it is always helpful to listen to the episodes of the types that you sometimes can look like. So as a social seven, I take the advice for Enneagram ones a lot, Enneagram twos a lot. And quite frankly, as someone with an eight wing, I listen to the eight type eight advice as well. 
Now, if you have no idea what a countertype is, I do have a series on subtypes that you can check out and it will explain everything that you could ever want to know about subtypes in general, but also your specific number. So first tip here is to get to know your fear. Each Enneagram 6 is likely to have areas that they are more prone toward fear. So the more you are conscious of your fear, the more you can own it as your own and not your child's responsibility. When we put our fear onto our children, we ask them to take on a burden that is not theirs to carry. So an example given in the book is a woman whose child broke her trust through stealing some beer, and she decided that she could never trust him again. But our children need to know that we trust them in order for them to believe that they are the kind of people who are trustworthy. So if she owned it as her fear, she would be able to have a more productive conversation around what trust looks like and why they chose to do something secretively instead of talking to her about it or instead of, you know, opting out. Additionally, you may fear your child quitting their job or traveling or being bullied. All of these things are yours to own and manage, not to put onto your children. So the most important thing, again, own your fear as yours. Don't ask your children to own your fear for you. Work through your fear in therapy with your therapist, with your coach, with your own meditation, your own practices, and allow your child to experience the fear that they're going to experience in their life. Don't add yours to theirs. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Okay, number two, struggles with authority and with being the authority. The type six structure struggles to trust itself. And when we fall into that, we struggle to trust ourselves, which makes establishing authority tricky as a parent. Now, to top it off, that resistance to taking on the role of authority paired with fear can mean that you vacillate between being authoritarian and permissive, so struggling to find the balance of authoritative parenting, kind of saying, either I'm going to let you get away with everything, or when I feel like I've gone too far on that, I'm going to get really strict really fast and kind of lash out at you, tell you that you're bad, and not have like this middle ground where you feel safe to mess up, but at the same time, you know what the boundaries are. Now, additionally, you may have the same back and forth with authority figures in your child's life, whether that is school or work or even the justice system, balancing skepticism of these institutions while also wanting to see your child follow the rules. It's a very tricky dance to do, right? Like I want to, you know, instead of vacillating back and forth, the goal is to find the middle ground here. 
So focus on consistency. Decide what your values are as a parent and what your resolution style is, and then do it on purpose. So this will take you out of reactive mode and help you to both avoid confrontation and also avoid reactivity. Number three, trust in your child's loyalty. The type six structure scans for inconsistency and faithfulness. So I'm gonna read directly from the book on this one because I think it's really helpful. It says, try not to be reactive when you think your children are being disloyal to you or the family. It is hurtful when you feel that despite having parented them over such a long period, they are disloyal. It can feel like a betrayal and your worst case scenario habit could kick in. Try not to go down that route. Question them about their motives for their behavior. So most of the time, you'll find that they're testing their wings, brushing up against your authority, behaving as normal growing children do. Disloyalty doesn't figure on their radar screen. However hard trusting is for you, remember to learn to trust your children. Number four, release hypervigilance. So the nature of the sixth structure is again to scan for potential danger and threats in their environment. This is important to pay attention to as it could lead to your child growing up with a lack of confidence or a sense of self-trust. Now, additionally, in adolescence, it could lead them to rebelling against your wariness or question your judgment. There's a story for this. You know, a few weeks ago, I went to Target and I left my iPad in the car. Now, while I was shopping, I got an alert on my phone that I had left my iPad behind or my iPad had gotten too far away from me. Now, the first time I received this alert, it was alarming. I thought, did someone steal my iPad out of my car? Is my iPad on the move? Um, you know, eventually I was like, no, my iPad's probably just in my car and I've walked far away from it. I've just never seen this as alert before. Now, fast forward to the 1000th time, um, you know, because it notifies you every time you leave it in your car, every time you leave it in the office, every time you leave it at your house, anytime your phone and your iPad are separated, it gives you a little alarm. And now to the, to the point where I'm alarmed so often when there is no threat that I barely notice it. Um, so when my iPad unfortunately does get stolen and I get an alarm, I'm not gonna know. <laughs> or if I do leave it in a hotel room, I'm not gonna know. That's what hypervigilance from a parent does to children. It can make everything seem scary to the point where you realize that nothing is scary, um, neither of which are true. You know, there's a, if you, you want to know that when your parent says something is threatening, that it actually is threatening so that you can trust their word, but also so that you can actually take it seriously when it happens. So what do we do instead? We reality check either with ourselves or with a trusted friend. We name the fear, own it as our own, expose it in fullness for what it actually is, which is often not as threatening as it feels, and then we move on. <laughs> we may never even tell our child that we had this come up in the first place. So number five, pay attention to your questioning nature. So a lot of times when you have a questioning nature, when you kind of play devil's advocate, your children may feel as though they're being put on trial, right? You're asking them, 
Have you thought this through? Well, what's your reason for that? What's your argument here? Um, because this is the type six mindset. The type six mindset has to be prepared, has to be safe and secure, has to have thought things out. And so you're, when you put this onto your children, you start questioning them, asking them, well, what are you thinking about? Why did you do this? What are you, what's your plan here? Then it, it can oftentimes put your child on the defensive, making them feel as though you're not interested in getting to know them, but you're interested more in proving them right or wrong. So a simple shift here in your questions from questioning is to go from questioning to being curious. One practice we started with our little is to not ask why questions because they sound accusatory in nature. Instead, we ask what, how, where questions that invite him to explore with us and not have to prove himself to us. So instead of saying, why did you clean why didn't you clean your room today i can say what would make cleaning your room fun or easy or what does it feel like when you have a clean room you know this is a light example for our 10 year old child but putting him in the position of connection instead of a position of defense Okay, friends, I hope this is helpful, whether you are a parent who is parenting a type six or if you are a child who has been parented by a type six, uh, I hope that this offers one more step toward your own healing. We'll keep this series going until we get all the way back to type one. So stay tuned. As always, it is an absolute joy to create this content for you, and I will see you tomorrow for the next episode. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com easy. Ramp.com easy. R-A-M-P dot easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply.